This is Kelly. This is Jen. This is Heather. And you're listening to Whiskey Cats. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> On this episode of Whiskey Cats, we try an authentic moonshine, an unaged whiskey, and discuss boozy chimps. So pour yourself a glass and have a listen. Today, we have a very interesting product. <laughs> unlabeled. <laughs> very much unlabeled. Unlabeled ball jar. So, we have come into some moonshine. It is currently sitting on our table uh, in a ball jar. So, it is 100% authentic. And this was passed on to me by my friend Katie. And so, why don't we let Katie explain a little bit about how she came into this, this ball jar of moonshine. Hi, Kelly Rand. This is Katie Stack, and I am calling to tell you about how I came into possession of a ball canning jar full of hooch from North Carolina. Um, it was given to me by one of the regular customers in my little shop. Um, He works for one of the new Asian-style markets that has opened up in the District of Columbia. And we've been chatting about, you know, just what it's like to open a business. And um, we were talking, I told him I was finally going to take a couple of days off. And so he ran upstairs to his apartment and brought me down a ball jar of um, clear liquor. It smells like... Everclear, which reminds me of the time that I um, tried to fire breathe and burned off all my eyebrows. And it, uh, uh, I put it in the freezer so that it would be nice and cold. And the only reason that I'm drinking this is because I trust the guy who gave it to me because there's a bar in this market that he works at. And so I feel like he would not give me something totally illegal. But it, it did come to me in a ball jar. And he said it was Hooch from North Carolina. Um, it doesn't have much flavor. It tastes a little bit like um, tastes a little bit like cheap grain alcohol. And so I mixed it with some country time lemonade, if you hear in the background, um, to to make a little cocktail with it. And so I'm going to try that. I don't think I would drink much of it, but you know, it is it is hooch from North Carolina, and it came to me in a ball jar, and it's definitely a new experience to me. Um, it's, it's not the four roses that I usually sip, but it's fine. It would certainly get the job done. And, um, that is, that is about the, um, hooch in a ball jar from North Carolina that I got. Thanks. <laughs> oh I love that. Like, she was like, I'm going to take a few days off. And her neighbor was like, well, obviously you need hooch from North Do Carolina. I for you. <laughs> Yeah. I love that she said from from North Carolina like four times. And I love it's just like in, in a ball jar. In a ball jar. <laughs> I and love it. She's just trying to, you know, drive home the point of like this is not something you're gonna buy in a store. This is not something that you may come to with legal means. I feel honored that we mm-hmm. get to try it. I know. Yeah. So <laughs> I wish we had some country time lemonade. I know. <laughs> so shall we uh Yeah. Oh, no, no cork, pop, no cork sounds this time. 
Also, can we talk about how she tried fire breathing, which I think is amazing? Oh, uh, yeah. And terrifying. I love that it's a wide mouth jar. Uh-huh. So, you know, you just... Yeah, just chug it down. Chug it down. Chug it, chug it. Smell that. You know, it's not as um violating as I thought it would be. <laughs> Yeah, right? It's, a, it's actually kind of subtle for moonshine. <laughs> for moonshine. Yeah, I expected more burn in my nose. Yeah, like medicinal alcohol yeah. kind of smell. I feel so funny you know, pouring this into little Glencarn. Glen <laughs> maybe use the wide mouth IKEA tasting. glasses instead. Wide mouth is wide mouth. Feels a little sacrilegious. <laughs> Sorry. Like a like a gigantic pour of moonshine. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Alright. Cheers. 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 To North Carolina hooch. Oh man. And this thing's floating in it. It's rust. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> it's kind of sweet. Yeah. I mean it definitely has the alcohol burn. Mm-hmm. And I can definitely taste the corn. Oh yeah. But it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It has um, almost like a malt flavor on the end. Yeah, it does. I'm having a hard time describing it. I yeah. this is going to sound like I'm high, but it tastes like a color. It tastes like blue to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm trying to I'm trying to unpack in my mind what that means, but it has this like this round. Sweet, but corn flavor. Yeah, like razzmatazz corn syrup. Yes. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I can almost, I'm not, I don't think I would have come up with that on my own. <laughs> I, just, I see what you're I'm like, what putting is, down I there. Couldn't, I couldn't, that's the only word that I can think of. Do we know what proof this is? No. I, the, <laughs> it's not on the label? No. <laughs> No, we can't easily just uh, look at the label or find out it's wow. where in North Carolina, who the maker. It, like, no, this is. It's got that. It, it's. I mean, it's the corn. It's got that corn mm-hmm. sweetness to it. Yeah. Like, it's not a. I don't know. <clears throat> it's less offensive to me than the Hudson, the baby Hudson. Interesting. And of course, it's been a long. It's been a long time. But what I I remember being like hit in the face with the corn in Mm -hmm. like a very brown way. But this is a very blue. Like it's in like a very kind of. What's that name for that when you like see colors? Uh, Yes, oh synesthesia. Yeah, something like that. I think I'm butchering that a little bit, but that's. that's, I I don't know why I'm (laughs) reacting this way to this, but that's like that's how it makes me feel. Anyway. I, Although I will say that I, I I no longer trust any of our assessments from like the second half at least, or really any at all from that first tasting that we did two year, like a year before we started this podcast because yeah. I feel like we've learned so much, especially given how we felt about the rogue. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. We need that, that's what I mean. After after we tasted the rogue and yeah. actually really liked, liked it. it. Yep. Yeah. So <clears throat> wow. So moonshine typically is a Distillate made from over 80% corn, 
more than likely 100% corn and maybe some sugar. So there, this might be a mash of like 80, like 20 sugar. You put the maybe. sugar in with the mash? I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, Just like white sugar? Yeah, I guess. I, guess I mean, like, traditionally, you, not necessarily in this like, case. That's, but, I guess that's what you would have if you're out in mm-hmm. the... Yeah, that's true. And woods. <laughs> and, your and basically moonshine. Artisanal. <laughs> 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 Imported from... <laughs> well, I grew it down the street, and then I scraped it and grabbed it. It's probably super offensive. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, and then, so usually, um, moonshine basically came about because of prohibition and our need for alcohol. <laughs> we couldn't buy it legally, so mm-hmm. people would set up their own stills in the woods and make their own and become bootleggers and sell it. But still, to this day, you still see a lot of moonshiners, a lot of bootleggers. I mean, there's that that show on TV called Moonshiners and. <laughs> Really funny show. Well, I bet a lot of this stuff is sort of, if it's still made in, you know, for instance, and well, not for instance, but if it's made in exactly Kentucky, there's a lot of competition there. And I bet it's less the government who would probably be okay with lowering the barrier to entry because that would um, envelop them in the tax that they could collect as much as the bourbon lobby who doesn't want more competition. Right. Right. And actually the counties, I think, where a lot of the big distillers in Kentucky are dry. So you can't actually purchase alcohol Mm -hmm. um, in those counties. Uh, So that in Jesus. Yes. (laughs) And and actually they're saying, uh, and doing a little bit of research, I I believe there's an article on NPR that talked about dry counties um, and sort of laid out where all the dry counties were still in the U.S. And people were trying to repeal a bunch of the dry county laws in Arkansas, of all places, um, and they're saying that sometimes the the like booze industry, the legal booze industry, has made it so difficult that they're it's it's so hard to even actually get a ballot measure. Yeah, I believe that. Doesn't that also encourage moonshining? <laughs> if you live in a county where you cannot buy alcohol, aren't you gonna definitely pretty much set up your own still? Yeah, but aren't I mean? So you're competing against like so maybe some Kentucky, you know backwater or whatever gonna Mm. buy the moonshine but like you and i are not gonna go and buy like real moonshine you know what i mean so it it, it does keep them out of the market effectively it keeps them out of the market but like you also it's kind of dangerous to have a bunch of people rogue moonshine oh sure but i i don't think the health and welfare of the human race is part of the bourbon lobby's mission statement that's a good point point. (laughs) the bourbon lobby we care about our customers Um, and I did a quick, I, I wanted to see actually, you know, how much moonshine cost on the, I guess, black market, however, mm-hmm. what else, yeah. you, what else you call it. Um, and there was a, a little bit of, um, there's a couple of random message board threads that I came across. And one was like, you know, a guy said that he's going to sell his moonshine for $120 a gallon. And everyone else on the board was like, that's way too expensive. Like, why bother? Um, and then it sort of, yeah. and then it sort of like devolved into like, you know, what is the point of moonshine? And everyone else was like, because it's moonshine. Um, <laughs> so I mean, there was a sound running. I'm sure there's. <laughs> it I'm, wasn't. <laughs> I'm sure there's some like, you know, oh, you know, I don't know what else to call it, but like the coolness factor. Like yeah. I make my own, you know, like a. It's not just you're doing it for to make money, or you're doing it to. Because you have an addiction, but because it's like you're super cool and you can make 
yeah, in your backyard. I'm, I'm sure the hipster question has gone oh, way yeah. up. Yep. <laughs> um, but so then I found I actually found this, excuse me, this other thread um, that said that typically it was about $20 to $30 per quart, which seemed more yeah. possible to me. Then it seems like a bargain. Mm-hmm. Like so, sort of. Maybe not a bargain, but it seems extremely reasonable. How this different, is, how many quarts am I This is a quart. <clears throat> Four, Four quarts. quarts. That's no different. Than, I guess that's not, yeah. yeah. Maybe if we watched Moonshiners, we would mm. have an idea of how we much understand how much they sell it for. <laughs> if we only we only had some sort of metric conversion. <laughs> also, can I say hands. that while I drink this more, not not enjoying it? No, I'm going the other way. I kind of <laughs> really? I that I I mean I still wouldn't sit around and like drink this, but I like it so much more than I thought I would. So I am sitting around drinking it at the moment, <laughs> and I. I'm having some trouble. Like, it's sitting here in my chest, and, like, the flavor is somehow lingering in my system, and I am not... Esophageal region? Yes. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm also, like, drinking every sip like a shot. Like, it's hitting the tip <laughs> of my tongue and going straight down my throat. <laughs> but it's 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 so much sweeter than I thought it would be. It yeah. really is, like, not nearly as offensive. I really thought it would be, like, drinking, like, you know, medicinal alcohol. So, oh. yeah. So, and then... Um, I'm hot. Is anyone else hot? <laughs> Brain is burning all those cells trying to do all this math. That's the bitch. We're going blind. God, don't even say that. Oh. Where's Johnny Drum? <laughs> Did he spit it out? Yeah, yeah I've. After after Katie actually gave this to me and we hadn't uh, recorded this, hadn't had it, had this yet, she was like, she's like, I didn't go blind. <laughs> it's an important so it's like, clarifying. It's she's like, important to know. Thank you for letting me know <laughs> that it's safe to drink. Oh, man. <laughs> so what are you going to do with the rest of that? Uh, I don't know. She didn't want it back. <laughs> so. I mean, you put it on your shelf. I, I would guess. maybe put it in a different jar, but... I don't know. I think that's part of the charm. I guess right? it is it's part of the charm. I'm know, more maybe... worried about the rust than I am yeah. about the moonshine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe I just get some country time lemonade. I think that's your solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we could age it in something. We could. We could. We could age it. It is a tiny volume. I was going to say is. it would have to be a, like a St. Bernard barrel. <laughs> Adorable. We could... <laughs> Can we, we can, just get the St. Bernard? Yes. <laughs> yes. We could shove a bunch of sticks in it and use it for our <clears throat> fake aging. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Our uh, uh, International Space Station. Yep. Our okay. space whiskey. Yeah. It's possible. This also could be, I don't know, could it be legal? Do you think this could be from some legal something somewhere? Or do you think this is straight up, like, out of someone's backyard? It could totally be legal that somebody is... Subversively trying to pass off as, mm-hmm. I mean, who know? Who knows? Yeah. If it tastes exactly like our second bottle, then sure. And I'm trying to remember <laughs> because I've had Everclear too, but I had it when I was uh, yeah. many years younger than I am now. <laughs> and uh, but it was the first alcohol that I ever had at college. Is it the oh same as grain alcohol? Yeah, yeah basically. Uh, yeah. Everclear is definitely. It's 100 percent grain alcohol. Yeah. So they put is it, it a brand. Yes. Uh, is it? I'm pretty sure you can just go and get Ever, Ever, 
But it's a brand name. It's not like bourbon, which is, you know, like a type. Oh, that's a good question. That's what I've never really understood. Oh, I thought it was. Like, I had grain alcohol once at a frat party at UNH when mm-hmm. I was visiting my friend, and I have no idea where it came from. And then people are like, have you ever had Everclear? And I'm like, maybe that was that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, I have no it was your first you. sip of alcohol ever? Yeah. Well, it was at a frat party, obviously, and they put huge trash barrels, you know, and mm-hmm. they put gallon bags in them and then stuffed them with fruit and ice and punch and Everclear. It's disgusting. So gross, yeah. It made me not drink again for two years. I didn't even get sick off of it. I was just like, I don't understand why anybody would do this. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I'm trying to remember what, like, the taste of that. And and it tasted way more, like... Sharp and medicinal. Yeah. Harsh. Although, again, is that your... Is that what it, how it was, or is it your palate? I That's, really wonder. Yeah. I wish you could go back in time and taste it now. Yeah. Well, not that. Not that. Maybe, enough, but. <laughs> no, but like, so my first experience with 100% grain alcohol, Everclear, um, whichever you want to call it, um, there was a bar in my college town that had like the margarita washing machines mm-hmm. along the, the wall, and so you could just go and be like, I want that pretty flavor of <laughs> the pink alcohol. one. <laughs> The violent green one. You know? <laughs> um, and they had one that was made with 100% grain alcohol. And so one, so during my graduation, I was, you know, with my family and my brother and his girlfriend at the time. And You decided to drink grain alcohol when you were with your family? Not just grain alcohol, <laughs> but a grain alcohol slushy is what you're telling us. Yes. yes. That is like danger made to the extreme yeah. because like that's the last yes. thing you want to do is cover up that taste yes. with the slushy. Yeah. With a violent green slushy. Yeah. So I, I had that, and so that was the that was the first time. But yeah, the, I just remember it was very harsh. Anyone yeah. else in your family join you in drinking that? I don't remember. Mm. The only thing I do remember from that evening is <laughs> sitting on the the in the hallway with my my brother's girlfriend talking about insurance. <laughs> That's some killer grain alcohol, man. <laughs> I mean, they were they both worked for insurance companies at the time, so. I think she was trying to sell me some insurance, and we were just, like, both so drunk. Wow. Well, that's kind of great, though, because I can't imagine how else you would have gotten through that conversation. (laughs) See, I remember, so when we had the Everclear, it wasn't so much the punch itself. It was that they filled it with with pieces of fruit, you know, like orange slices and stuff like that. And so that's what, like, they'd be like, eat this piece of fruit. That's when it, like, really tastes good. And, of course, like, you know, as an adult, you know that you should never do that because it's fucking disgusting. But we were like, oh, and we were like, oh. So I remember the, the Everclear from that, like, orange slice, which is just pure alcohol. Oh, God. I'm getting kind of queasy just thinking about that. <laughs> anyway. That's super gross. Yeah. Super gross. So there's also this interesting debate about, um, you know, so more, as more and more distillers sort of, I guess, reclaim their unaged whiskey origins, um, you see, I, I don't know how else to say That's it, you know, the hipster like, speak. The hipster <laughs> speak. Um, I mean, you could, you see it across the board, like everyone and their mother now has a, uh, an unaged white whiskey now and you know, it's white dog, it's must be spirit, the, mm-hmm. um, ghost, white ghost, mm-hmm. something ghost. Any, it's all reminiscent of what moonshine was called in the past. Um, but it's all made legally. It's all unaged, similar, maybe similar, not similar, depending on how their mash bill is. So they'll they'll either name it moonshine or they'll name it this other like white whiskey or just their unaged name for it. And there's a little bit of debate about whether or not you can actually call legal 
moon, uh, legal unaged whiskey with like a similar mash bill moonshine. And so um, our second bottle is actually one of those legal <laughs> bottles um, from Black Button Distilling and it's called Moonshine. It is, um, has a corn mash bill. Let me see what I can say about this. Where is it made? New York? Yeah, uh, Rochester, New York. Home of Kodak. Benefiting from Cuomo's rolling back of the yes, I'm sure. New yeah. York laws. So um, I'm just going to read the, the bottle here. Um, Since 1922, my family's button factory has provided some of the finest men's buttons <laughs> around the world. Just roping in the hipsters <laughs> real early there. He's All right. 24, yes. right? <laughs> These buttons have closed suits worn by presidents, popes, and kings. My name is Jason Barrett, and it is my family's commitment to making a, an excellent product that inspired me to start Black Button Distilling in 2012. Every bottle of Black yeah, Button Sterling, <laughs> Black Button Bourbon, vodka, gin, and whiskey is handcrafted to perfection in small batches by me and my team at our grain-to-glass distillery located in Rochester, New York. Please raise a glass, enjoy the simple pleasure of a fine craft liquor, and as we like to say... Live large and small batches. Um, And then it goes, so we will discuss that. But uh, it goes on to say, Black Button Moonshine is 100% legal, but tastes as smooth as a good sippin' backwoods mason jar whiskey. And at 100 proof, it is sure to liven up your evening. Enjoy it neat or on the rocks or substitute it for vodka and your favorite mixed drink. That that to me says like everything about it. Substituted for vodka and your favorite mixed drink. <laughs> the whole first Just drink of that reads like a high school senior slash college freshman. Like I need to come up. I'm in a class and I need to come up with a marketing thing. My name is da da da. And I'm sorry because maybe it's delicious and maybe this man is wonderful. But it's such a funny like. Well, Kelly, you said he was 24 years old, right? Which means he probably did write that in his college marketing class. (laughs) It is my family's commitment to making an excellent product that inspired me. So at the age of 24, he started his own craft distillery in Rochester. And they became the first legal, uh, basically the first legal uh, distiller in Rochester since um, 1920. I like how on the rocks is hyphenated. Not so much. You're right. Substitute for vodka. Yeah. (laughs) capitalized so this one is um it's a corn whiskey their moonshine is a corn whiskey it's unaged has a mash bill of 80 percent corn oh it says or higher so they actually don't say um, so they don't tell us what the filler is yeah maybe we can taste it so shall we um would you like to talk more about that um paragraph or shall we open it up <laughs> i think i'm good i'm just <laughs> I'm just taking it in, My and I'm trying not factory. to be so What could be more twee like, than a button factory? For real. Oh, it's got a little Pride of New York seal on it. That's cute. So how much did this run? Um, this runs $34.99. Okay. I'm interested. Since he even invokes the glass jar on his label. Grain to glass. I look for grain to glass, baby. It's like the farm to table movement, but in whiskey form. Ooh. Oh, yeah? Smell that. I don't know if it's because of the narrow. Yeah. Oh, that sound. It's so good. Why do you always give me the big one? Here. <laughs> no. Oh, all right, here. <laughs> but a little more than that, but please. A little more than that. <laughs> oh my god. Hilarious. The moonshine. Let me smell the bottle. Oh yeah, sorry. 
So this is. I think um, it's because of the narrow mouth, but it's uh, that's vile. intense, right? So you can. It smells hundred percent corn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It does this to me is what the what the Hudson it's those New Yorkers, you know. All right, here Depends, we go. I'm still, do we have to? I mean, like, come on, <laughs> Why am we I, can do it. <laughs> I'm more afraid to taste this than I was the moonshine. No. Ooh, that is oh, sharp. God. Yeah, there's no like, cause I I have to say that the the okay, let's refer to the ball jar stuff as moonshine. Right. We'll re- we'll refer to this as the um, black button. <laughs> Button factory. Can we just call the it button, button yeah, factory? Yeah, the button factory. All right. <laughs> the buttons of kings. <laughs> and popes. And popes. <laughs> I'd like you to fact check that, please. But like, so the moonshine moonshine uh, was very smooth. Yeah. Like, yeah. relatively speaking, it was so much smoother than you would think it would be. It's, it's, oh my God. And this is like the opposite of that. This is what I expected the jar to taste like. Yes. And I thought, oh, the jar, the glass, the... The button factory is going to be so much more refined. No. Yeah, way less so. And is it because, yeah. are they trying to make it, you know, are they marketing to to a group of people who expect tastes like this? I mean, if they're saying to replace it with your vodka. Yeah, that's, I mean, so, do you have any vodka? Because, I do. Uh, let's do it. I mean, I don't want to drink. Like, let's make those some small pours. But, like, but I'm really curious, especially since I, you know, I told you I bought that thing of Tito's. And I'm like, yep. it's great. But uh, I took a little sip of it before I put it in my cocktail. And I was like, oh, God, I would never, like, sit around and sip vodka. It's just gross. But vodka has its purposes. Okay. Can I also say that more that we're talking about this and thinking about it, I, th- I, I don't think that if you're legally distilling, you should be called moonshine. I just, I don't know. Maybe that's... I mean, there is a... (laughs) There are like seven glasses in front of me and they all have clear stuff in them. So like you can't see what is full and what isn't. It's very complicated. I mean, there is a, you know, just um, etymology to the name, right? That that you're kind of like making it in the dark of the night and, Mm -hmm. you know, in secretive. And if it's legal, you're clearly not doing that. So, you know, it's a little... um, I don't know, just opinionated, but, but I think, but I agree with you. I think you call it something else. You just call it, you call it unaged whiskey. You call it, or white whiskey. You just call it white whiskey. Mm-hmm. You know? Because it just carries such a context. I just, okay. So now we've got, we've poured, what do I have? What's the vodka in my house? Kettle, Kettle one. one. Um, which has been my long time go-to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's the vodka. Let's try this together. Let's see how this is. So much more refined. So much cleaner. Yeah. Like, the smell really put me off, but, um, yeah. But the taste of it, this is why vodka is made, like, for cocktails. You put it in and it lends no flavor. Mm -hmm. This button factory. So, but what what is the proof of the the vodka? Because this is, so the button factory is 100 proof. 100%. 100. It's 100. It's like prices, right? 105. 105. So so that means it's 50% ABV. And this vodka is 40%. Okay. So So does it it have the, what that's made from? Potatoes. It's not always. I mean, Tito's is made from corn. Um, This is wheat. Wheat. Interesting. So if I had a, I mean, the true test would be a corn vodka with, with a... Yeah. Right. With a 
with oh, the button factory. Should have brought that Tito's. Who knew? <laughs> there, so that's the Tito's. Is I think so. Yeah. Corner. Yeah, I can't. I can't see it being a one for one. A one for one. Um, yeah, there at all. It's. But I would say for you said you paid thirty. 34. 34? Like, 35, whatever. I would, no. Like, I would never pay 35 for that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, for something that I, (laughs) Kelly, I can't believe you bought (laughs) bought this whiskey. No, but I I mean, like, if I was seeking out something to have in my house, I would never pay that. Like, it's purely um, novelty. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And and that's probably exactly why they call it Moonshine. Is be is for right. the novelty, for the novelty. and right. for the marketing and for, um, you know, and so I wonder if those distillers who are selling their unaged whiskeys under the name Moonshine are selling more of it versus those other distillers that are naming their unaged whiskey White Whiskey White Dog mm-hmm. something more. That's not moonshine. I would I would guess that they are because people probably go to the store and don't even know what white whiskey is. They're like, mm-hmm. they want, they want moonshine. Yeah, and why would you buy whiskey if it wasn't brown, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Unless you, unless you were looking for something right as a novelty. So this is like, so it's a novelty, and they're probably doing good sales on it. Ten years from now, people are not going to be buying moonshine, but that's fine. They just throw it in a barrel. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So they also make a bourbon, a vodka, and a gin. I wonder how those are. Yeah, I mean, like, I wonder how this tastes aged. Like, what, would it get better? I mean, and would they even um, distill it at the, this high? Right, alpha? is this what they use for alpha the, bur- for the right. bourbon, I wonder? Well, they could just continue distilling it and then, mm-hmm. you know, cut right. it with, like, right. you know, purified water. Um, we could, we have some water. Why don't we try to do that so that I can oh, at least yeah. finish this glass? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm not sure that I can otherwise. Thank you. Oh God, the smell. Oh. <laughs> the taste is better than the smell, but. Mm. There's also something, um, like the, it's the corn sweet. So after like the initial alcohol burn, there's like a mellowing sweetness, and I guess it's that's just the corn. But it, there's another flavor there that I can't describe. I can kind of get the mellowing sweetness. I mean, but it's got to sit there for a while because it really does yeah. kind of burn the front of your tongue. But I don't know that I, I don't know that I could identify another flavor. It's hard. It's hard. This is one of the first ones that we've had that I, I don't think I can finish that. I mean, I think it's interesting talking about what it tastes like aged because I'm curious about what our favorite bourbons taste like, you know, before they go into the barrel. Straight off the Mm -hmm. still, yeah. Maybe they all taste like this. They don't sell them to us that way. That is true. Maybe they know better. Maybe Mm -hmm. if I take that bowl of cherries and drop them in here and let them sit for a while and then drink it, it would be good. Because there are, so um, there's that other brand of, I'm using air quotes now, Moonshine, um, (laughs) that you see in the stores that are the, almost like the ball jars that are like the larger pint jars Mm -hmm. and they like pack them with cherries and like other fruits and stuff um but that sounds like that harkens back to heather's experience with the but on a smaller scale of the fruit sitting in grain alcohol yeah yeah but in that case you're not necessarily i mean are you eating the fruit or is the fruit there just to flavor it it's a very good question i'm sure once you purchase the bottle then that's up to both. you. I mean, maybe yeah. you, maybe you cook with it. 
you know, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, cook with, like, whiskey-infused cherries. You can mm-hmm. do stuff with that. Hmm. But, yeah, I wouldn't just eat them. Yeah. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Not our most appetizing. <laughs> I know. Cats. Uh, but that jar that no one can buy anywhere that's like that's, that's a, good a good jar yeah, like, like maybe we just go back to drinking that one that's I know fine. I, am uh, I mean I, I just honestly drink this vodka over this <laughs> moonshine or this, oh. uh, the black button which I, I just yeah, said not, beforehand I that I would never it. like sit around and drink vodka but yet here we are yet here we are <laughs> turns out when your whole universe gets turns up gets turned upside down god the moonshine. It's the moonshine. We haven't only had like four sips of it, and still, mm-hmm. I mean, messing with our brains. That too. That and also like the tip of my tongue is like it, it like burns dead shit now. out of it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can't and I can't figure out if it's because of the the high alcohol content or that's just because it's so. <laughs> it's harsh. It is very harsh. Well, Sorry. Thank you for your novelty black button of kings. <laughs> but we'll pass. <laughs> I have two items for Science Corner. I think that was your best one yet. That was great. It's like the slow, amazing, slow wheel. That was amazing. What will which category will it land on? I'll take chimpanzees who like to drink for ten. How could you not? I know. Okay, so the story on NPR. Recently, this isn't necessarily whiskey related, but it's certainly alcohol related. And we've yeah. talked before about how scientists think that humans developed sort of a, a tolerance for and a taste for fermented things. We talked about it in our very first episode. It was. The premiere of Whiskey Cats. Oh, fond memories. Um, so there's, the, these scientists have been studying these chimpanzees in Guinea for 17 years. And it turns out, so they live in these palms called raffia palms. And they make a sap, and the sap kind of naturally ferments into wine. So it's sap wine, which I kind of want to get I'm my hands gonna, on. I was going to say, I'm going to need one of those. For yeah, the <laughs> I know. And so... This is my booze tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just go suck on it. <laughs> Definitely going to say, go suck on my booze tree. <laughs> it's like right, the greatest right. insult. Go suck on a booze tree. <laughs> Anyway, okay, back to science. <clears throat> so there are people who live in a village nearby, and they will go to the trees and leave buckets out to sort of collect the sap and let it sit there and ferment, and then they'll come back and get the wine. But these scientists who have been studying the chimpanzees who live there have noticed that they have figured out that they like it. Mm-hmm. And so they, when the humans leave, like they drop their bucket off and they walk away, and then the chimpanzees swoop in and drink it. And uh, yeah, they do. They don't just like drink it. They take little leaves that they fold into cups and they like scoop it out. <gasps> they use tools. They use tools. Tool use. Super smart. So they like scoop it out and they'll take little sips of it and then they take a nap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they, they do. As you do. <laughs> and they're like, well, we don't know if it's the alcohol or if it's the sweetness. But um, they even counted. They said they've had they've they've seen fifty one drinks in seventeen years, which doesn't actually seem like a lot mm. in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, but. Also, like, if you're watching chimpanzees drink wine, and it takes you 17 years to see that many, 
Maybe you should have been a geologist. I don't know. But um, <laughs> anyway, they are operating over the wrong time scale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of like that. So, it, so, you know, they think it's interesting in part just because, you know, the chimpanzees know that it's tasty and they're trying to figure out whether, whether it is the, the sort of fermenty alcohol part of it or the sweetness that they like. They don't know yet after 17 years. Um, but, it, but it does, it's further confirmation that primates early on, hmm. um, you know, learn to, their, our digestive systems can handle fermented stuff. And like to be boozy. And like to be boozy. That's item one. Yeah, because that was, that was what that first article talked about, right? Was that they were able to di- digest that early. So they would live, like they would eat sort of slightly rotten fruit off the ground right. and they would be able to digest it. And if you couldn't digest it, then you would be dead, but that right. was the only way to feed yourself. So it was an early form of, well, not an early, it was a form of evolution. Right. right. Allowing people to evolve to like alcohol. Enjoy alcohol. Yep. And then take naps. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Item two mm-hmm. for science corner has nothing to do with chimpanzees or wine. Ooh. That's a shame. Continue. I will try to have an animal-related <laughs> science corner every week. It's really difficult. Oh, my God. Um, that would be amazing. This is just a brief. We um, we talked about chill filtering and not chill filtering and, like, what exactly does the chill part of the filtering do a while mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when we were comparing the rise. Oh, right, because one of them was just – it said it said not – it was non-chill filtered. And we, at first we thought that meant that it wasn't chill filtered, but it meant it was filtered but non-chill chill, right. filtered. Turns out – there's no like ruler regulation. It could mean if it says not chill filtered, it could mean not filtered at all. It's a very stupid way of labeling. But um, anyway, the the specific chill filtering goes back to the 14th century when oh, this actually fits in really well to our episode today because I realized in my notes it, the Russians started it for vodka. Mm-hmm. So um, so they would take the alcohol right after the, right off the still and they would rapidly cool it so then ice crystals would form like they would put some ice in and then that would generate more ice they would keep it really really cold and all of the things they wanted to filter out like fatty acids and esters and things that sort of give a cloud to the drink would attach themselves to the ice and like be frozen in And then you can pass it through a filter, and because they're attached to those solid pieces, they don't go through the filter. And so that was their way of, like, I think it was before they made synthetic meshes and things that were, like, nanoscale that could keep all that stuff out. Um, So chill filtering is, like, the original way that you could filter something Mm. because the ice attracts. OG filtering. Yeah, it's OG filtering, totally. Um, In fact, when we make our whiskey, we're going to call it OG filtered. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Um, so that's my, so, and it only works for, for, um, alcohols that are 46 ABV or less, but I think that's in part because that's the only, like anything that's higher alcohol than that doesn't have that haze where you would want to filter it anyway. But also in reading this, it it was like, it's either chill filtered, not chill filtered, but even not chill filtered could mean not filtered at all. It was really confusing. It's confusing yeah. coming out of my mouth right now, and it was confusing yeah. to read. Like, well, who was that? Was it was it Katakton or was it um, the other? Well, I the Reddit guy said, "Oh, I can tell that this was not chill filtered." And I think, no, but I thought we oh. read it on one of the. In fact, it, in fact, it wasn't the Katakton. It was the next. It was our next episode that we read it. It was maybe it was the Glenblock. Oh, maybe. Well, maybe. maybe I can't remember now. I can't remember now either. But it was on a bottle. 
It wasn't right. just the Reddit guy. But it could mean, so when it said, this is what, reading about this made me realize that when it says not chill filtered, it doesn't mean, but it's filtered in some other way. Mm-hmm. It could mean it's not filtered at all. Hmm. Which... Why wouldn't they just say non-filtered? I know. I don't know. So that's just one of those things I don't really get, but it seems to be just kind of the way they do business. It's a weird industry standard yeah. that everyone just goes along with. Yeah. yeah. It's a whole, reason. yeah, it's a whole part of that, like the source of terms of art. That... Right. And, you know, I think people, you know, we've talked about this before, but the reason they'll say it's not filtered, like not filtered at all is because they, they think it takes out the, you know, remember that's the esters and the thing yeah. that gives the so like, they think it changes the flavor. Charm. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, anyway, that's, so chill filtering. Hmm. Ice. Okay. Stuff gloms onto ice. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. That stuff gloms onto ice, and they would use, like, you know, archaic filters that were not very... Right, like, you can't, you couldn't manufacture holes small enough to yeah. keep out an ester, or a protein, or a fatty acid, because they're teeny tiny. So, so you would just have to build the, fi- the filters big enough to filter out the ice instead. Right. Yeah, it was cool. I thought it was interesting. All right. Good job. That's it for Science Corner. Thank you. Boo, boo, boo. <laughs> I was going to say, take us out. <laughs> Jen, where can people find us online? Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at whiskey underscore cats. You can go directly to our website, whiskeycats.com. You can email us at whiskeycatspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> and we have a whiskey hotline at 202-760-2009. And what can people do on our whiskey hotline? They can leave us their favorite whiskey memories. They can tell us about the first time they've had whiskey. They can ask us questions that we'd be happy to answer, either anonymously or calling you out, whatever you would like. Uh, yeah, if you want us to call you back live, you can leave us a number, but you don't have to. But you could. But you could. It's fun. You can also stop us on the street with, like, (laughs) bottles of whiskey and be like, I really feel like you should try this. And we will. We'll do it. (laughs) We'll we'll take one for the team. If you're feeling especially in the whiskey mood, we would greatly appreciate you giving us some stars and reviews and ratings on iTunes or Stitcher. Um, or any of the platforms that you listen to and subscribe us, subscribe to us on. Um, doing so helps other whiskey enthusiasts like you find us and are able to listen to us and also listen to you if you call our whiskey hotline. I'm going to say something else. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. No, that's okay. And you like, can also. <laughs> no, I was just going to say we prefer you do it after a couple of glasses of whiskey. <laughs> so you've been drinking along with us for an hour. <laughs> Makes it all the better. <laughs> Honey, baby, won't you cuddle near? That sweet mama whisper in your ear I'm wild about that thing It makes me laugh and sing Give it to me, papa I'm wild about that thing I need, like, a green light. I need, like, a, like, you know, an indicator. <laughs> like, applause, applause. Science but corner. Science Corner, Science, science corner. corner. Science Corner, Science Corner.